The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the voice. Of Search Podcast. Today we're going to talk about what works and what doesn't in SEO. Joining us is Deepak Shukla, who's the founder of Pearl Lemon, which is a globally remote team connected by cloud technology and a passion for all things SEO. With 20 plus years of SEO experience between the Pearl Lemon team, they've got a track record of getting results for their clients, no matter where they are. So far this week, Deepak and I have talked about why reputation management is your biggest failure in SEO. And yesterday we talked about why reviews, or at least the process you're using to cultivate reviews, is a waste of time. And today we're going to wrap up the conversation talking about why topical content is also not a good use of your time. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Deepak Shukla, the founder of Pearl Lemon. Deepak, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. Always, always happy to be here, buddy. Always a pleasure. Good to see you again. You know, we're talking about what's right and what's wrong, what works and what doesn't in SEO. And so far, for anybody that didn't hear the first parts of our conversation, a lot of it was like how much your reputation matters and why working on reputation management is really what you should be thinking about. And that's not just your own properties SEO, but it's also creating content and managing the content about your company on other sites and also the reputation of the people that are in your company. But on the flip side, sometimes when you're trying to cultivate reviews, your processes can really be a time suck if you're not focusing on getting reviews from the right people. So Deepak, I wanted to ask you about another thing that you said was a big time suck. I actually have written here tropical content. I mean, I'm assuming that you mean topical content as opposed to, you know, talking about the islands. Yeah. You know, why is 
topical content, something that doesn't help you retire and therefore become tropical content. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, I'm always going to talk from the bias of being in the service business. I don't have personal experience in the same way for other businesses. So one of the things I spend some time, initially a lot of time, then some time and now no time reading up upon was topical um, content structures, looking at building knowledge hubs. And it was around pre-Brian Dean, but Brian Dean popularized it. And then you know a lot of SEOs talk about structures, I don't know, service slash industry slash or glossary, whatever it might be, right? All of these kinds of stuff. And we invested a decent amount of like blogs and time, maybe in the region of like 100 blogs, more or less. And definitely there was an uptick in traffic and we saw some corresponding some leads come in. Then I also looked at simple things such as, well, you know what? What am I trying to achieve here? I want more leads. I want more leads from inbound. What do I need to do to get more leads from inbound? And we, over the course of probably, we started about eight weeks ago. We're based in London, the UK. And I thought, you know what, guys? Why don't we just build a SEO agency Essex part? page, an SEO agency Bath, an SEO agency Brighton. Why don't we just do the old school thing and build a page for every city that's in the UK and just see what happens? Ah, dude, it works. We've been generating 25% more leads within six weeks because you know what? We're not focusing on any topical content. We're just looking at keywords with buying intent. And we spent too much time and money and resources trying to rank number one for SEO agency London. When like an idiot, I should have just been trying to rank for all of the smaller cities. And this has just led me back to the reality that, you know what, the whole reason for building all of this topical content was just to generate leads. Why don't I just do the simple thing and put a page up for SEO agency plus any random city in the UK, and then see if we can rank really quickly. And you know what, because they're low competition, we absolutely can. And therefore, you know what, we started to generate more leads. So I just think that the underlying premise is missed from the whole topical content conversation because it needs to be prefaced by, what are you trying to do here ultimately? And for me, it's like, I want more clients for my business, which I think in the main is what a lot of people want. So for that reason, I feel like topical content might as well be tropical content because it doesn't help me over here where I am. I think there's a level of nuance here where it really depends on what type of business you're in. You're in a professional service business, so you're looking for 10 to 30 clients a year. You know, maybe if you're going yeah. nuts yeah. and you run a huge agency, you're looking for 100, but not a huge net number of contacts that end up converting. I'm sure you'd always love to have more, but realistically, you know, agencies aren't looking for thousands of conversions. They're looking for tens. And to me, where it's like, great, buying intent keywords make a lot of sense. On the flip side, if you're in a B2C business that's highly competitive, right? If I'm selling mechanical toothbrushes, that's obviously a commodity product. Hopefully, everyone has at least one toothbrush. If you don't, please go get a toothbrush. So <laughs> anti-toothbrushers are really going to be upset at this podcast. That's just the way of the world these days. If you're selling toothbrushes, it's going to be an incredibly expensive, competitive market to get placement on your AdWords, your performance marketing type vehicles because there's so much competition because it's a commodity product. And your product isn't really that expensive, so it's hard to turn a profit. It's hard to find an ROI. 
What you need to do is understand who your specific target market is and start creating content for them to basically figure out self-selection. It's a lot easier to market content than it is to do direct response marketing. It's a lot cheaper to do that. And so to me, you know, thinking about topical content, if I am running the mechanical toothbrush company, I might create content that is generally about cleanliness, well-being, you know, top five ways to take care of your, your mouth and your body or things above your neck. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And anybody that clicks on that, that's interested in that, then they're going to get my direct response content. So your SEO turns into a retargeting vehicle for some of your other campaigns. That's where I think topical content is relevant. It's more the awareness and self-selection as opposed to the direct response vehicles. To add to that, what's interesting, and these are some of the discoveries that I, again, made of late, that would really be interesting when you consider the mechanical toothbrush example. So number one, perhaps a hybrid example, one of my sales guys, I mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, Eon, he's always like, dude, I want to do sales training. I was like, let's just build a sales training page and just see what happens. We didn't get any sales training leads because it's quite competitive. We're not hyper-focused upon it. Then I whacked into HREF sales training and looked at keywords have a competition difficulty of less than X. And then I discovered sales training for plumbers, sales training for dentists, sales training for direct response marketers, and all of these interesting niches, and, I, and which were much, much less competitive. And I was like, you know what, why don't we just try the same thing that we're doing with these SEO agency pages to see what result it produces. And in theory, it should work because of the low competition. Now, that's potentially B2B, B2C, arena because maybe you're selling training programs online and it is a form of direct response in terms of the keyword. So if we then look at the mechanical toothbrush example with this in mind, meaning two things, number one, that I didn't realize or consider any of these keywords as being available until I looked them up in HRS and I thought, wow, there is this world of, in every niche probably, of direct response keywords that people just don't think they exist and therefore don't look for them. So let's assume they don't exist in mechanical the mechanical toothbrush space. But then if we take that idea, again, of shoulder niches 
or similar niches where maybe in niches surrounding mechanical toothbrushes, there are keywords that are direct response that you could use. It'd be really interesting just to investigate that. It might be the case that there isn't, but if the idea is, for example, to get access to a large audience who are looking to buy something immediately that's related to health and cleanliness, that is direct response. That might be something that would be worth investigating. It might not be that I need to have a look, but I'd be curious because until recently, I never really considered any of these niches like the sales training example. Or for example, the other day I was like, oh, SEO for Arabic websites is quite low competition. SEO for hotels, it's quite low competition. SEO for florists. So I was like, let's just build pages for all of these things and see what happens. So again, agreed that service and this is different. But I guess what I have realized is that I was being arrogant in my own thinking and therefore not investigating the niche enough because I'd not read this anywhere online. And I thought, oh God, it seems so simple now. Why didn't I just have a look myself? I think that that's really important. Topical content that's too high level is a waste of time, right? A sales training is just going to be so high competition that if you create a piece of content that's just sales training, you got a long road to get to the top of search rankings, you're not going to get a lot of volume, right? But if you're very specific about who you're targeting, you mentioned aerobic websites, you know, sales training for people selling toothbrushes, probably not a lot of competition for that. <laughs> it can be targeted. You have to understand who your customer is. So when you're starting to think about topical content, it seems like there is a use case for topical content. I mentioned that it's great for self-selection to help feed your direct response vehicles. And you're saying, look, it can also be used for SEO. You just have to figure out what the right topical content is. You know, what's the process for going and doing the research to understand what topical content's actually going to have a business impact and what's purely just pissing in the wind? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's it's all a game of placing bets, right? I mean, when we think about that in mind, that everything is a gamble as to, I think, this blog will take off. And when we internally say, look, our domain authority is, let's say, 60 or 50 or 30. Let's split the domain authority in half and then just look for keywords that could be direct response because then you stack the game in your favor. So that's kind of our process as to how we're like, you know what, we're going to build 20 pages and we're going to take 20 bets. And all of them anyway have a difficulty ranking, depending upon the tool you use, that's low. Chances are we're going to rank for a fair few of them, we hope. So all we need is one to land. So I guess that's kind of how we kind of weigh the scales. But I think that um, that's just been something that has turned me away from topical content because having tried it and got some blogs that generate a decent amount of traffic for us, but don't generate any business, which is a whole probably another conversation. I was like, oh my God, let's not build any more error connection pages or Instagram ghost pages or how to stop annoying Google Chrome ads pages, or let's just build SEO agency Essex. You know what? Oh, wow. We've got a lead for SEO agency Essex. Okay, guys, screw the rest of the topical content. We're just doing these pages. You know, I think topical content's important when you understand what your topic is. That's my big takeaway. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversations with Deepak Shukla, founder of Pearl Lemon. If you'd like to get in touch with Deepak, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Deepak P. Shukla 1. That's D-E-E-P-A-K-P-S-H-U-K-L-A and the number one. Or you could visit his company's website, which is pearllemon.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast, feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.